Chapter Eleven of Prisoner of the Mill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Prisoner of the Mill by Harry Hazelton. Chapter Eleven: The Prison, The Wheel Room, Caged, The Life and Death Struggle. We left Miss Hayward in the little boat in the custody of walker and stupid dick for several hours they sped rapidly onward with the stream they encountered the party of rebels of which we have made mention but as walker or colonel brown was the officer highest in rank no one attempted to interfere with his project the boat kept its course until it came upon a broad flat which appeared to be some five or six miles in length and perhaps one in breadth this walker informed miss hayward was the valley of bohannon and said he your brother is confined in yonder mill miss hayward gazed a moment upon the structure and then burst forth in the same wild strain she had sung so frequently during her boat voyage it is folly for you to attempt to attract his notice by your voice he is a close prisoner and a maniac and nothing but your constant presence and attention will ever cause his reason to return what do you intend to do with him and myself asked miss hayward i intend to take you to your brother i intend to let you see him in a wretched garret with no hope of recovery or of even life unless you come to his aid i intend to permit you to gaze upon this scene but not even to speak with your brother or to assist him in any manner until you are my wife then you shall be free to attend to all his wants to provide for his comfort to restore him to reason to life and to liberty miss hayward bent her head upon her hands and wept i will not ask for your final decision now continued walker i will wait until you have seen your brother which will be in a few minutes the boat was drawn to the shore and walker turning to dick said i will dispense with you now go to joe's farm follow my instructions as to storing the house with provisions and at least one comfortable bed miss hayward it is a beautiful place of which i speak and in case of your refusal to perform all that i wish voluntarily or to save your brother i shall be compelled to take advantage of a friend's mansion in case i cannot effect my escape with you to arkansas this i doubt being able to do and more i don't know that i shall run the risk as i am only a subordinate and some of my superiors might order your release you perceive that i intend to make sure of my prize now that she is in my keeping as my wife she will be permitted all proper liberty but until you are such by your own voluntary act i must keep you safely from approach by any one dick had left his master walker and miss hayward arrived at the log hut adjoining the mill and entered it old madge was there but she looked pale and frightened come here madge what is the matter asked walker the devil's broke loose replied madge trembling violently come don't be alarmed I am Walker. I am the one who sent you the hundred dollars to keep the man safely. You have done so, I hope. He has just broken loose and run into the woods. How did that happen? Oh, he heard a voice singing outside, and in his fever delirium said it was an angel calling him to heaven, and he burst from his room and rushed up yonder. Walker and the old woman conversed together in undertones for a few moments, when he turned to Miss Hayward and said, your brother in his delirium broke his chains and is at large in the mountains 
he will not return here and i think it doubtful if i can find him he will most likely make his way to the federal camps but come with me you shall see where he was confined and then learn my further intentions walker seized the unresisting maiden by the arm and drew her up into the mill up the dirty stairs she went and finally entered the room or attic where the unfortunate brother had been detained prisoner she shuddered as she gazed around her now said walker i will show you your room the one you shall occupy until you are mrs colonel brown he drew her still further on and opened a massive door which grated upon its hinges she gazed in it was a small apartment into which the carpenter usually entered when he wished to repair the great water-wheel which set the mill in motion this room or rather aperture was of construction unlike any apartment intended for occupancy there was a platform about ten feet in width which formed the only flooring then a great opening beyond through which the main wheel extended upward about eight or ten feet entirely filling the opening in the floor any man confined in this apartment would find little difficulty in effecting his escape provided he was an expert swimmer and the mill not in motion but the manner in which an escape must be effected would be as follows when the mill was running the wheel being then in motion the water was thrown in large quantities in every part of the room and its inmate could scarcely prevent drowning by catching his breath at intervals to attempt to spring into the wheel which was formed something like the wheel of a wagon the rim or tire however being about twenty feet in breadth with crevices or brackets for catching the water which propelled it and the braces answering as spokes bearing proportion to the rim would most assuredly be dashed in pieces in the attempt to gain the interior but once there he would be whirled around and round until he could gather his energies for a jump when that portion of the wheel in which he was perched was down or nearest the bed of the stream to leap out into the river would be a task equally perilous to that of springing in when the wheel was not in motion one could step into the opening slide down the rim with great ease spring into the water and gain the shore in a moment miss hayward gazed into this room or vault with a fainting sickening sensation but she did not speak it appeared as if hope had almost left her heart now that she found her brother gone and she nerved herself for any fate that might overtake her it was as we have stated late in the afternoon before the rebels encamped around the stack where nettleton and fall leaf were secreted took their departure and up to that time the two faithful pursuers were unable to venture forth at last all was safe and they emerged from their concealment and gazed around them no living person was to be seen a meal was hastily prepared after partaking of which they resumed their journey at a rapid rate all night they plodded along taking care to see that no mill was passed upon the route as the morning dawned they found themselves in an open space of considerable extent and close by the stream was a mill this was carefully examined in every nook and corner but nothing was found they made inquiry of a woman living in a cabin near the spot and learned that a mile further on was another mill of larger dimensions belonging to one bohannon for this place they immediately bent their steps arriving they were met by old madge who immediately commenced her mummeries in order to divert their attention the indian gazed upon her a moment as if half in awe and half in fear but nettleton did not pause and exclaimed come along injun i expect here's the place they entered the mill the indian remained at the door to prevent any egress while nettleton commenced his search 
up and down high and low the search was prosecuted walker being then within had observed the approach of nettleton and the indian his first impulse was to fire upon them but he knew if his aim proved inaccurate he might then bid adieu to life and so he resolved to resort to stratagem he seized miss hayward and sprung into a wheat bin close by the door of the wheel room we have described he soon buried himself and his prisoner among a lot of old bags husks and refuse and cautioned her to remain quiet as a band of kansas cutthroats who regarded neither the life or the person of a pretty woman were at hand this had the effect to keep miss hayward quiet nettleton had completed his search the lower floor of the mill had been carefully scrutinized its closets its bins except the small one near the wheel room which had escaped his notice i wonder if there's anything under the mill queried nettleton i'll call and see if that does any good captain captain hayward the voice was at once recognized by miss hayward who vainly struggled to reply but walker had a handkerchief so tightly over her mouth that she could produce no sound at length by a desperate effort she removed his hand and shrieked here william here where where cried william as he sprung toward the bin in the wheel room yelled walker smothering his voice so far as to drown the exact direction in which it came nettleton bounded into the wheel room closely followed by the indian who now supposed their friends to be found quick as lightning walker sprung from the bin and slammed the door upon them bolting it securely he then started for the mill gate which being hoisted would set the large wheel in motion as soon as the door was closed upon nettleton he rightly suspected treachery and throwing himself with all his violence against the door tried to force it but in vain quick injun jump into the mill wheel and down into the water they were about to adopt this plan of escape when the wheel started with great rapidity rendering it seemingly impossible to do so now yelled walker as he seized miss mamie and bore her from the mill you shall see the folly of opposing me you shall see how i triumph over all obstacles and how those who oppose me perish inside of the mill and near the door was a quantity of hay and unthreshed grain stored there for use by some neighboring farmer or gorilla striking a match walker lit the inflammable material in a moment it blazed high and communicated with the woodwork walker only waited to see this and then almost dragging miss hayward along he reached the river drew the boat into the stream and was once more floating with the current look miss mamie is not that a lovely sight he cried pointing to the mill now thoroughly enveloped in flames nettleton is there and fall leaf is there and they have been brought there by you they will perish in those flames and you must be responsible for their murder when will you learn that it is useless to oppose me and cease to do so to submit to my proper and honorable requests is the only way you can save your friends when nettleton and fall-leaf found their mode of escape thus cut off they naturally turned to each other for advice the water thrown from the wheel so blinded and choked them that they could not hold conversation at all it was not long before our prisoners became aware of the fact that however disagreeable the water might be they were likely to be visited by an element and that very soon far more disagreeable under the present circumstances the flames were seizing upon every part of the mill and all around them soon became a mass of lurid destroying light the rafters flooring and upper work threatened to fall at any moment still the room in which our friends were confined remained unscathed surrounded as it was by water but it must soon yield to the fiery element 
the wheel still moved yet it seemed as if its speed was somewhat lessened at length nettleton yelled engine i'm going take your chances with a bound he sprung into the wheel he escaped any severe blow but upon alighting he was tossed and pitched and tumbled over until at last catching upon the center bar he held himself until he had made his calculation as to where his next jump should be at last he ventured the hazardous leap and was precipitated into the foaming waters beneath the wheel which in its revolution struck him lightly calling forth a grumble or a grunt but nettleton battled bravely with the rushing waters and at length half dead with suffocation he crawled upon the bank as the burning rafters of the mill were falling around him well i suppose injun is roasted alive and i must do the work alone i'm darn sorry and have lost my gum too but i ought to be glad that i didn't lose myself the villain but won't i roast him if ever i lay these hands on him thus he muttered as he sat for a moment gazing upon the appalling spectacle before him he then sprung up and seeing the old woman at once started for the cabin madge met him at the door will you have my services to tell you truly the fortune that is in store for you she asked your services yes i'll have you tell me all about affairs here in this quarter and if you don't own up everything i'll put you in this pile of logs and roast you as sure as you are a she-woman do you understand i have but little to reveal of the circumstances to which you refer the federal officer was in the mill a prisoner but escaped in his delirium and is now somewhere out in the mountain walker and the lady were in the mill but are now out of reach downstream this is all i know and it is enough now you just fork over a good minier musket i know you have a dozen concealed here for the use of your friends and all the fixins for settlin the hash of your friend captain walker for him and me has an account to fix that will require powder and lead if this bread cutter o mine don't do the job he said handling his bowie knife madge only too well read in nettleton's face the resolute nature of the man and with scarcely a moment's hesitancy went out of the hut to a hollow tree near by and produced from thence an armful of arms made up of shotguns old-fashioned rifles and a minier musket from these nettleton selected after careful scrutiny a heavy double-barrel squirrel gun ammunition was also supplied by the woman without hesitancy and the pursuer soon found himself equipped in a most formidable manner there old gal you have done the right thing it is well that you did for sure as lizards i should have burned you in your pen if you hadn't forked over what i knowed was in your possession now good-bye and behave yourself if the captain my captain i mean comes back to you do you be kind to him for i tell you it is for your best interest to be so do you believe that i believe anything you say replied the old creature betraying her anxiety to get rid of her visitor you do eh well just keep on thinking so for i shall mayhap want to use you again some of these days so good-bye and keep your eyes clean with this injunction he started again for the river following the stream for some distance but finally for some reason best known to himself he took to the mountains every few moments he would pause and listen as if a faint sound met his ears and then continue his journey after nettleton had escaped from the mill fall leaf began to look around for some other means of escape he felt sure that nettleton's leap must be a fatal one that if he was not dashed to pieces by the wheel he would certainly be drowned in the rushing waters all chance of escape for the poor indian appeared quite as hopeless the flames were already hissing around him and curling up the sides of his prison house the fire had weakened the boards and just as the flames were coiling around his form he made a desperate effort and burst the siding from the mill 
in an instant he sprung through the aperture although the fiery element presented a formidable obstacle between himself and safety he alighted however with only a few slight bruises and waiting for nothing bounded forward he knew if walker had continued his journey down the river he could soon overtake him for an hour he did not slacken his pace and finally in turning a short bend in the river he beheld the boat he was about to dash forward to the rescue of miss hayward but he remembered that he had no gun his only weapon being his sheath knife while walker was well armed he must resort to stratagem his object was to watch for opportunity and when walker should land or when the boat neared the shore and the thicket favored the moment to spring upon him suddenly and drive the knife to his heart but the river gradually grew wider and walker kept his boat in the center too far distant from the shore for any attempt for his seizure to prove successful all that day and all the night following the boat drifted on with the stream it was evident walker was anxious to reach a certain point as quickly as possible the morning dawned just as the little craft shot past the ford on the rolla turnpike near the ghost swamp a locality of weird interest and novel character walker was about to land near a small farmhouse which stood behind a jutting hill entirely concealed from the main road but before touching the shore his quick eye caught sight of a dark form creeping cautiously along the bank at the same moment he discovered three horses tied in a thicket only a short distance from the house whether they belonged to friend or foe he could not tell but the fact of seeing the creeping form rendered him cautious and he immediately pulled for the opposite shore where he landed are you friend or foe to the confederates shouted walker from the opposite side of the stream there was no response that cursed dick must have betrayed me he muttered but i will match them yet come he dragged miss hayward along up the mountain steep at length he reached a point of rock which extended far over the valley below a narrow footway not more than ten inches in width forming a kind of shelf in the rock led into an immense cavern which is known in that region as the silver cave just in front of this cave was a large flat rock forming an overhanging platform but to reach this or the mouth of the cave required great care as the narrow path was the only manner in which an entrance or exit could be effected into this place walker conveyed miss hayward walker had when meeting the rebels two days before provided his boat well with provisions these he conveyed with him into the cavern he had not observed however that he was followed closely and that the indian arrived at the narrow passageway just as the rebel and his prisoner entered the cave this was so the indian crept up as closely as possible and peered over the projecting point which shut walker from his view he was observed and who are you yelled walker the indian was perfectly familiar with the cave he knew no person could leave it by the narrow shelf or pathway he could keep himself concealed and if walker passed a certain point before he could bring his gun to bear he could strike him dead walker was a prisoner with a watchful and relentless keeper the indian replied ah white bird fall leaf here fall leaf save is it indeed my friend fall leaf cried miss hayward joyfully yes fall leaf save you where is william nettleton asked mamie gone gone ah then i have only you to encounter yelled walker and if the fates favor me i shall triumph i know the indian has not thought to provide himself with provisions i have enough to last us with care for two weeks and by that time he will starve for no federal fool ever will find me here he dare not leave in search of help for i shall then effect my escape so we will play our hands and see if i do not hold the trump card ha ha i can baffle any friend you have miss hayward 
white bird sing said the indian yes i will sing and as we are now near the main road someone will be sure to hear me me watch me wait during the entire passage miss hayward had not failed to sing her echo song every few miles hoping to attract attention and gain assistance now that she was so near the public highway she applied herself anew to the task walker made frequent attempts to silence her but could not do it as he feared whenever he turned from his watch that the indian would dart in upon him some two years previous there was a superstitious belief prevailing in that section of missouri that the spirit of a murdered lady appeared upon the waters of the gasconade singing her mournful lays and gliding in her death skiff along the waters for some time past nothing had been heard of the lady ghost but when the songs of miss hayward were heard the simple inhabitants began to think that the ghost lady had returned and instead of seeking to gratify their curiosity were careful to keep as far as possible away so it proved with regard to the cave after the singing commenced several days passed and no succor appeared the indian kept faithful watch and so did walker that he might not be taken by surprise walker becoming convinced that fall leaf had no gun several times endeavored to bring his own to bear upon his vigilant foe but this he could not do without placing himself in a dangerous position both were weary for want of sleep and both would occasionally sink into a fitful slumber but so intent was each upon his object that the slightest movement would rouse the sleepers and each stand ready to meet his foe but as fall leaf had no food he began to grow faint his firm frame began visibly to weaken still he determined to maintain his watch as long as life should last End of chapter 11